Hey, Downtown Community Church, my name is Luke Brueggemeyer, and welcome to yet another episode of DCC Daily, where we share stories and insights that keep you connected to the life of your church. When we think about the idea of spiritual practices, we all have some list that comes to mind based on the tradition or lack thereof that we were raised in. Fun little fact about me, I was brought up in both the Catholic and mainline Protestant branches of the church. And with this came quite the cultural clash of different practices we engaged in every single week. On the Catholic side of things, reciting the Lord's Prayer and the Apostles' Creed was a weekly rhythm we engaged in. Even though for the 10-year-old Luke who hated going to Mass, I would say engage might be a little too strong of a word there. And on the more evangelical side of my upbringing, the daily quiet time with the Lord was of highest priority, as we affectionately called it B5 as it was the mandatory five minutes of Bible reading we had to do before we could play on the computer all day. Both of these things, though, had with them the set structure and consistent rhythm that many of us associate with spiritual practices. It was both the thing that we were partaking in, i.e. prayer, scripture, corporate liturgy, etc., along with the consistency in which it was done that established a long obedience in the same direction, as Eugene Peterson often put it. And what makes practices like these so accessible is the tangible nature of them. We often get to be the ones that set many of the terms surrounding them. We choose the book of the Bible we venture into. We determine the length of time in which we partake in prayer. We say the same liturgy in a room full of others doing it with us. We can feel these things. All these things are more or less easy to conceptualize and comprehend, even if actually doing them brings about a ton of different obstacles that get in the way. But not all practices find themselves in this firm of a framework. Often, some of the most important and formative ways of growing closer to God's love come from some of the hardest things to put in a box. In today's practice, remembering well can be one of those things that seems so ambiguous and hard to grasp that we altogether avoid it. Or do we? You see, that's the thing about practice of remembering, is that it finds itself so intertwined with all the other acts of worship and obedience that we do, that although it might be hard to define on its own, it's already integrated itself so deeply into our spiritual lives. The purpose of introducing this today is less so to develop a completely new practice, but rather to bring to light the already present action of remembering that many of us are engaged in on a day-to-day -day basis. Because of this, remembering well can be seen in nearly every tangible practice that we do. Reading scripture is, at all times, an intentional act of bringing to life the stories, lessons, and literature of over 2,000 years ago. Here, the simple act of reading is remembering. When we read through the Gospels and meditate on the life of Jesus, we engage in the practice of remembering our Savior's redemptive role in history. And with that, we find ourselves in the present chapter of that much larger story. Also in scripture, we remind ourselves of the promises of God that he has laid out since the creation of the world. And in remembering God's promises alongside remembering God's perfect character, we move forward with assurance that what has been said will actually happen. In the practice of prayer, we remember the faithfulness of God in our immediate and distant past. We remind ourselves that not only was God faithful to his people in times of wilderness and exile, but he was faithful to us this week when 
we experience that deep sense of peace after a really horrendous week at work. Or maybe when we remember the presence of a loving friend during a season of absolute mental despair. In the practice of journaling, we record down all these things, both from scripture and in prayer, so that we can return to them days, months, and years down the road. The physical act of putting ink to paper connects the mental act of remembering with the physical act of recording, thereby cementing these things all the more deeper in our minds and in our hearts and in our souls. And in the practice of going to therapy, which without a doubt can be a spiritual practice, we remember the wrongs done to us and the wrongs we've done to others, oftentimes after they have been repressed and pushed down for years and years. In remembering here, we allow these realities of our lives to enter into the light of day. And however painful that experience of excising our hidden wounds may be, it's in remembering that we, in the words of M. Scott Peck, dedicate ourselves to reality at all costs and find that mental stability we're looking for. And the same goes for nearly all other practices we do in kingdom living. Remembering and remembering well is one of the threads that connects all we do in Christ. But it's important to see remembering as not merely an ends in this process, but a means to the ends of becoming more loving people in our present lives. 2 Peter 3 is largely in part a message to the Church of Asia on how remembering is a vital aspect to our faith. And near the end of Peter's case for this, he frames the act of remembering the past as essential to imagining our future reality when he says, quote, But in keeping with his promise, i.e., remembering well what he, Jesus, has said in the past, he continues, We are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. End quote. Here, the purpose of remembering is brought home more clearly. We remember not only so that we can live well in our present, but so that we can properly anticipate and hope in an eternal future, a future resting on the promises of God made evident in our scriptures, in our prayers, and in our lived reality every single day. In doing this, we worship a God of the past, present, and future. One, in the words of Revelation 4, who was and is and is to come. Remembering well allows us to access all three aspects of God presented here, allowing our past to form our present, and with that determine our hope for our future. And it all starts in remembering. Thank you for listening to this episode of DCC Daily. Keep up with our church via our social media pages, our YouTube channel to access previous sermons, and our Sunday services, both in person and online. I pray that as we go on with our weeks, we do so remembering the faithfulness and goodness of God, and in doing so, allow that same spirit to permeate every aspect of our lives. 